say this um, and be happy about it but my guest today on unfiltered with Matthew Barnaby played over a thousand games in the National Hockey League had over 2,000 penalty minutes he's a Stanley Cup champion I've heard he's a fucking great guy uh, from every teammate that ever played with him it's a unanimous uh, decision on one of the best guys they've ever played with. It didn't matter if it was Montreal with Shane Corson, Chris Chelios, New Jersey with the likes of those guys. Uh, but my guest today on Unfiltered with Matthew Barnaby, the one, the only, I should call him an asshole for beating <laughs> me up all these years, uh, Lyle Oda. That was both ways, by the way. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Matthew. It's uh, good to be on your show. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, Always nice seeing you and talking to you, and thanks, thank you for the uh, kind wishes that uh, when I was in the hospital. Thank you. Well, talk, talk about let's let's start right there because obviously we we hated each other, and you, yeah. you, it's it's funny because there's no one I hated more in my 15 years in playing, and I'm sure you've had hated a lot of guys. I know you hated me, um, but when something happens and you've had a terrible tragedy go yeah. with you and you're on, on, on the better half. You're, you're, you're very lucky. Yeah. Uh, just talk about what happened because it's fucking insane. Like there's a, there's a million stories of, of people that get sick and yeah. I've had three people pass away in the last week of, of parents that I know, but yeah. your story is absolutely asinine. Can you take us through what you went through and just how it happened and how right. you came out on the other end? Well, actually, I was in Arizona playing golf with my uh, brother-in-law and stuff. And uh, actually, it wasn't my ball. I got to say that because I'm not a very good golfer either. But uh, I got I did get pricked by a cactus. And my wife and my other daughter was in uh, L.A. Uh, seeing my other daughter at uh, like a boot camp. And then uh, I went in. I, uh, you know, I uh, come home and I didn't feel well. I said, I hope you guys are having fun, blah, blah, blah. And then I just sleeping, sleeping, and my leg turned black. And I went and saw a, doc a good friend of mine, actually, knocked high. They did all the surgeries and stuff. But uh, I got infected, and he said, oh, you just got a, you know, a blood disease. He'd be in there in uh, two weeks, two days, and ended up being like three months. So uh, I got a new liver, a new kidney, a new heart valve, and uh, it was tough. You, you were in a coma for two months, right? Like 60 yeah. days? Uh, six weeks, maybe a little longer. I don't remember anything. Thank God I have a beautiful wife and uh, great children to uh, 
get me through this. I, I've heard you talk about just the cost of what that surgery. I, I live in Canada. You're from Saskatchewan. We have socialized medicine. First of all, you'd be waiting five years for that surgery. So it would have ended well in Canada, but talk about just the cost and and everything that you had to go through. It it was brutal. The nightmare. Um, my surgery was over $8 million. Um, I had, uh, one time 24 hours to live. And the doctor said, well, it's a long weekend. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for him, there was an accident. I had to get a perfect match. And uh, that's that's what happened. So I was very blessed and to be here today. Talk, talk about your family. Because we, I, I think I think if we were teammates, we would have been, been together 24-7. We would have been, been best friends. We, we, we would have had, had some awesome times drinking some, yeah. some suds yeah. and Yep. And doing yep. extracurricular activities back in our, our single days. But right. talk, talk about your family, because I think a lot of us, whatever it may be, but especially when you go through something as devastating and tragic and and yep. something that's uncontrollable, your family, your your kids, your wife that you talk about, yeah. how important they were through all of that. Um, well, I'm obviously remarried. Um, I have three beautiful uh stepchildren which were there all the time they're great um my wife basically saved my life yeah it's unbelievable it, it really is and I, I remember reaching out because the pittsburgh penguins and, and the pr staff there and i yeah. just remember them reaching out going hey i know you guys hate each other but i know how much you respected uh, lyle uh, when he played and and just knowing that you're safe and you look great you look amazing yeah. Um, just glad we're there. Now we're going to get into the fun stuff. Now that you're healthy and good, and we're going to get into your businesses that you guys are in now. Now yeah. I can call you the douchebag that I thought you were and, and you were. Way back at you. <laughs> I know. Hey, the, one of my favorite lines ever was, was calling you Cornelius. And I didn't yeah. know you. I just, just, yeah. I don't know how it came up. I was like, fuck right. this guy. Yeah. And most guys are really bad at chirping. Like you right. fucking rip them. And they're like, oh, you you jerk, you fucking loser, you suck. I'm like, I know I suck, man. I, I'm on the fourth line for a reason. I know I suck. I come up with something better. When I well, called you Cornelius and, and made reference to it, the best was your comeback, and I was actually reading it today. Right. Your comeback was, he shouldn't talk. He should look at his wife because she's nothing to look at. Now, I'm, re- I, I, I'm getting remarried. I have a girlfriend. You're right. You're completely right, but... I, I, I fought I just, more with you. The funniest thing was coming into, I can't remember if it was game two or game three or later on in the series. And there was actually people in the stands in New Jersey with monkey outfits, ape yeah. outfits with Mrs. Barnaby on the back. And I was like, you know what? Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> well, I had to throw something back, but uh, I don't even know what your uh, ex-wife looked like or anything. I just didn't know what to say. So. You know, the, the trash shit goes and stuff, but, uh, you know, you say things uh, that, that when you're under the fire and the gun and uh, that, that happens on the ice, as you know, all the time. I, I told my were, girlfriend that. I have to say, you were, you, you were not a fourth line player, <laughs> I can tell you that. Thank you. So. It, it's funny because I, I, I talked with my girlfriend today and I said, I was, I was, I do this. I, I've interviewed on Sirius XM yeah. and ESPN. I'm more excited for this interview because of our, our past history in NHL, once you're done, like Dave Anderchuk told me, 
you'd want to have a beer with this guy. You, you guys sit down and have one beer. You guys are leaving 15 hours later because that's the uh, way you guys are. You're the first there, the last the, last to leave. You're, you're both great teammates. I challenged him to a drink off. I lost. They carried me. Yeah. yeah. I've been in Vancouver with him, and I forget what bar we were at, and there was like 50 drafts. I think he had all 50. <laughs> we, we went to the Red Robin in New Jersey. Yeah. The Red Robin. We went there for a bunch of beers, and I was like, Andy – I'm 28, 29. Yeah. I can fucking drink. Yeah. I like to get laid. I like my <laughs> girls. And, 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 I, and I like to drink. Right. So I want to challenge you. He goes, hey, I'm in. Let, let's do it. So we get to one, two, five, seven. I look over to Marty St. Louis and, and Tim Taylor. I'm like, he doesn't drink any. Like, I'm good. We're fucking, we're going to barrel off 17, 18 and, and go home. I get, I get to about 13, and he's at 15. I get to 14, he's at about 20. They fucking buckle me right in the, in, into the fucking cab. I yeah. get out, he goes, what do you mean, kid? We're going out for some wine after. We're going for dinner. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. That's, that's, that's Dave, that's for sure. I don't believe the 14 beers. I probably have to say he had 24 from what I understand. The, the, <laughs> the, the best was on the plane. Because yeah. when we had, when we actually had fun and had beer on the plane, we, we yeah. looked forward to the bus and the beers at the back of the bus and, and being That's on true. the plane. I remember he always had the cooler right in front of him. Yeah, always. And, and we get to like 12 beers left and there's like 15 minutes left in the plane. I go, Andy, I need a fucking beer. Give me, give me one or two for the ride. He goes, nah, only 12 left. Yeah. Oh, um, was, Andy was the best, wasn't he? Oh, I love playing with him. He was, uh, He's a legend, one of my all-time uh, favorites. Funny, I talked uh, Dougie Gilmore FaceTime me uh, two days ago, and we were laughing and telling about the good old days and stuff, and Andy's name come up and stuff. Uh, it, it's just so much fun talking to everybody that you played against and played with, and as you play with great guys too, and everyone talks so highly to you. And uh, they all said too, uh, Craig Patrick's a very close friend of mine, Ashley. I see he lives about a uh, quarter mile from me. So I see him a lot and he's doing good. And uh, he, he always said great things and loved you and stuff. So it's a small world out there. It, it's such, it's such a different world. Craig, I love, he traded for me for, for Stu Barnes, bad trade by Craig, but uh, uh, un unbelievable character. GM. You know what I play with Stu, Stu's a great guy. You need character in your team to win brother. <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, Stu he wasn't, but uh, he was a little quiet, too quiet, but uh, no, it was a good trade. We were, um, I remember, I get suspended for grabbing a fan or something stupid, 64 grand later. Um, like I shot the puck at your bench? Oh, I, I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm fucking getting to it. I want to know how much that cost you, by the way. You're lucky you didn't fucking kill someone. Right now, you'd be suspended for, forever oh, for that. But I'd Craig, be, I'd be in prison. You would. Can you imagine if you actually hit someone? Imagine I, if you hit Teddy. Miss Teddy by about uh, six inches, they said. So it was pretty close. We were dumbfounded. So in 93, the welcome, well, I'm going to bounce all over there because I, I don't care how structured and where, where we go. One of my first games and one of my first games ever in the forum, I grew up in, in Ottawa. Yep. Montreal was my hometown team going into the forum. I just couldn't wait. Like go yep. there, play there. I fight you. I have the seatbelt on. I'm just holding on for fucking dear life. Now I look back and I watch it and I laugh. There's Gord Donnelly there. Patrick was coming in to come in and cause Grant Fuhrer is coming in to save me two hall of fame. Yeah, yeah. Goal centers, but 
just playing in Montreal, winning a Stanley Cup in 93, the guys you played with. And I talked to Shane Corson today. He said, please tell that motherfucker I love him. He was one of the best guys I've ever met in my life. So Corson says hi. Just talk about that team, that Stanley Cup run that you guys have. You knocked us out. Ten overtime yeah. wins that postseason. But an incredible run by you guys and Stanley Cup champion. Well, be honest with you, you know, we kind of, you know, Quebec was probably our, our toughest series. They had a great team, as you know. Um, the, it kind of all set up for us when the Islanders beat uh, Pittsburgh, because I remember losing one time. Craig brought it up actually the other day. We lost like 10 to 2, and I went over to Mario. I said, if you guys keep running the score up, someone's going to get hurt out here, and it's not going to be me. <laughs> and... Uh, I'll never forget when Craig said that. But, you know, it, it, it matched up well. We played Toronto. I don't know how good it goes. It would have been a great final the Leafs and Canadians. And, you know, Gretz was on a roll. And, you know, Dougie Gilmore, killers, you know, he was playing out of his ass. Yeah. And uh, we kind of played the right teams. But the reason why I'm wearing a Stanley Cup, but I can honestly say this, is guys like, you know, um, Kirk Muller, Patrick Wall, obviously, was, uh, was the glue in the whole thing. But we had great character guys, Mike Keane, um, Guy Carboneau, J.J. Daniel. I, I mean, the list went on and on and on. We weren't a great team as you put, you know what? Sometimes when I played in Dallas and we lost to uh, Anaheim in game uh, six, we were so good. We were too good because, you know, guys, I was used to playing over 20 minutes a game. And then now I'm like the fifth and sixth pair with Mavichuk. And so Hatcher and, and Zuboff, we're playing like 20 minutes instead of 28. Yeah. And, and uh, Boucher and uh, um, I forget who he's, Sidor, you know, they're now they're down to 15. I was, we were down to like 12. And you were never really in the game, as you know. And I know when, when you play lots of minutes, you're a way better player other than sitting in the box and stuff. You know, I got a chance with Jacques Demers that uh, Snyder and I led, the, led, led our team that time in, in ice time in the playoffs. But as, as you know, everything falls. You get a break. Someone believes in you. You get a chance. And I end up winning the Stanley Cup because of Patchwell and all these other guys around me. It was, you know, 28 guys. It wasn't, you know, five or six guys. But Patrick Wall was the glue, obviously, as you know. Yeah, you need you need a great goaltender. I, I, yeah. I went to Colorado. I don't want to blame David Abisher, but, we, I mean, we had, no. we had an all-star team out there with Korea and Solani. We, we just didn't have the guy to yeah. – to, to make that big save, which you guys have. But the one thing I take away from that and the, the good teams I played at as opposed to the great teams and, and the not so great teams was the, the character guys. You talk about Mike Keane, unbelievable yeah. guy. Yeah. Kirk Muller, yeah. unbelievable guy. Geek Carbono. Yeah. Like, those guys are unbelievable glue guys. We didn't have a, a lot of stars in our team, but we had a lot of character and a lot of heart and we believed in one another. And believe me, we parted our fucking asses off like night before a game. I mean, we get in at two, three o'clock in the morning. People don't want to hear it, but it's yep. the truth. And I, I really believe I played guilty better than I played, uh, as you know, when you're going in to fight Bob Pro or Dave Brown or Tony Twist. You know, you went out and you got drunk the night before a game because it's the only way you're going to sleep. And I, I mean, that's just the, the truth about our game back then. And I would, I don't like today's game, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't probably, when I made the World Cup team in 1996, I mean, uh, today's game, you and I probably would not be able to play. 
But I had a hat trick one time in Montreal and five assists, which I Doug Harvey's uh, record. And I got a bigger standing ovation when I fought. And I was in the bar. I said, what about my hat trick? They said, oh, we don't care about your hat trick. We just love when you fight. And it was so true. As you know, I mean, you were a fan favorite everywhere you played. Yeah, it, it's funny because people ask me all the time about today's game, and the skill level is is off the charts, the speed. Right. These guys start training at fucking four years old. I mean, right. Right. I always tell everyone. A parent asks me, how is my kid going to make it? And I always say, when he has his first beer, yep. when he smokes his first joint, yep. and when he bangs his first broad. If he still likes hockey after that, I'll give you some advice on how to play hockey, but I want him to do those things to make sure he still loves the game of hockey. Right. So if you're still right. willing, because we like to have fun, but we yeah. love the game of hockey, and we were able to do both. And yeah. I agree with you. Like, the era that we played in, I never slept in the afternoon because I was afraid to go to New Jersey. Yeah. I looked forward to it, but I was afraid. Like, yeah. Lyle yeah. Odeline might break my face tonight. Like, that's that's a possibility. We, we don't pretend. That's that's everybody in our job and in every situation. And I've talked to Bob Prober, became a good friend of mine when I went to Chicago. And uh, actually, you probably look at this on, on the tape because you can't lie about anything. I fought him 10 days before I got traded, no, no, for 37 stitches. And the linesman come in and uh, he stopped at the bench. He, I'll never forget it because I went to Chicago. I was so scared shitless to walk in the dressing room. Because I didn't hurt him and I didn't beat him, but it looked good on my on on tape. But he, I'll never forget a Gerard Glant. Dave King was our head coach. I was the captain of the Blue Jackets, and Proby stopped at her bench and said, "I am gonna fucking kill you." Gerard Glant came down and said, "Lyle's done for the night." I'll never forget. It. He grabbed Jamie Pusher and beat the fuck out of him so bad. And Pusher is a you know tough guy, big yeah, guy. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah, and. Uh, that, that would have been me in the second fight. So, and probably goes, when I first met him, he goes, you know, he didn't hurt me, right? I said, oh, thank God. Yeah, I know, Proby. And we become, you know, friends. Like, I'm sure you and I would have been. Now we are. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to having a beer with you. I can tell you that much. I, I can't wait to get to Pittsburgh. I, I can't wait to see you, Craig Patrick. I, I love Pittsburgh. such an un unbelievable spot right. to live that, the people there are great. It's just a great way of life. It's it truly is. Reminds me a lot of Buffalo, but yeah. a, a lot a lot nicer. A yeah. lot a lot nicer. I mean, we I never go to Buffalo. We just go to the Anchor Bar because we're you know, Anner Chuck would take us. And then, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. He had all these orders from the Anchor Bar, and then they finally got a good restaurant, uh, the Chop House. I mean, or we'll, yeah. we had to stay over there one or two nights because we were chartering back then and. Uh, uh, what was it called Whippachaw Street or something? What was Chippewa. It? Chippewa Street, yeah. So that's you know we have some fun. What um, you talked about shooting the puck at our bench? Can I ask why the fuck you shot it at our bench? Because we were sitting there and I'm like, fuck, I want to jump over there. I'm like, ah, Razor Maisie, why don't you guys go? But why the fuck did you shoot it at us? Because I we I was Matthew Shiner and I were checking Pat Lafontaine at the time. Yeah. And uh, and I think um, Teddy actually threw out, I think it was Razor, actually. And uh, and I couldn't, I was, I was told not to fight. And so you guys were beating us up bad that night, like five to two or something. I went by your bench. And I said, why don't you throw your boys out now? And he said, fuck you. And I said, fuck you, you Paiute. And, 
and uh, I told, uh, I think it was either Mark Rohr or Keener, I just went to fucking draw. I just kind of went goofy. Really, yeah. Yeah. And then Sasky I just, boy. Yeah, yeah. So that's how, how that happened and stuff. But uh, one of those things I regret that I did, yeah. So, Other than that. How, how much did you get fined then? Like, uh, I, got, I got fined 40000 back then. You got forty one grand. Game. Yeah, one game. Did you yeah. did you get suspended a game? Uh, two games actually, yeah. Two games and forty grand. How the fuck was that in the CBA? The way it's written, that they could find you that much money. Well, the Canadians kind of did. A, I don't even know why I should be allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it. But um, they took care of the fine. I mean, they weren't allowed to, but uh, they did. I mean, they just made it up on my next contract. So uh, that's how I get away with that. That's the way it should be. It, yeah. it, it, you talk you know, about Craig Patrick. Uh, Craig was the best. Craig, Craig, Craig was the best. I, I get suspended in, in Florida, and he was such a nice guy. Like, he is Sweetheart. the nicest guy yeah. ever. I get suspended, so I'm not playing. So you always do Tampa and then Florida and then – so we stayed the night in Florida. Right. So all the guys are playing the next night, and I'm out by myself because I don't want to bring anyone else with me. So, you know, drinking with them till 10 o'clock, they go home. I stay out, and I go by myself to the bar. I walk in, and there's Craig with a scout and another guy, another buddy. So he walks in, and it's like 12 o'clock at night. And he goes, what are you fucking? I go, hey, what the fuck am I doing? I go, I'm suspended for four games. I'm, I'm not playing for not, at least another week and a half. I'm not fucking going to the hotel. He goes, well, you can't be in the same bar as the GM and yeah. try to act up. And then he, was, he felt so bad that he was kicking me out of the bar. He's like, come have a beer with me. Yeah. We ended up <laughs> drinking like five or six beers together. He's just awesome. Well, that, that, that's great. I remember when I broke in league in 89 and uh, I'd be able to, you know, of course, um, Chelios, all the boys, all the big boys. And we never made curfew one night. I mean, uh, that happened with the Devils, I mean, yep. Gilmore, I mean, Berder, I mean, we'd play cards till 4.30 in the morning after, I mean, that's just, and that, that made the, guy, the game fun, and uh, the cell phones and the social media ruined it for every, everybody, and, and it's kind of, kind of because everyone knows your own business and stuff, yep. and that's for every athlete, as you know, and you're probably around a lot more people than I am right now, but... Uh, it's kind of sad because you have no privacy and you uh, you can't do anything anymore. Well, look at the guys that last week on Instagram lip sick and right. uh, again, what they said wasn't right. And we don't want to demean women. We both have, you yep. have a wife, you have daughters, like you've stepped, like we don't want to, but we do joke around sometimes in a group chat that I, I don't want my group chats yeah. put. To, right. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes you are, you are, just joking around. You talk about New Jersey. I'm always, again, we ended up fighting in the fucking corridor going out in Columbus with Christoph Olawa, the, the least bright guy I've ever met in my life, and I love him. And I told him that. But I'll vote for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, I always told him. I said, if you could spell your own, most of the times it was, if you could skate down and back without falling yeah. twice, we'll fight you. For Christoph, right. it was, if you can spell your own name, and I'll give you... 12 out of the 14 letters. Yeah, yeah. I'll fight you any time. Yeah. Tough son of a bitch. But I remember we go to Columbus, exhibition, carryover from the year before. Yeah. 
we yeah. ended up getting yeah. into it. I don't even know how it started, but I don't know why they would let two fucking teams that hated each other so much or yeah, I think players. I, I, I took my stick and I, I hit it over your shin pads before we were on the ice. You fucking <laughs> whacked me. I'm like, oh, fuck. I remember, I remember Yager comes up to me at the warm. He goes, uh, Barney, um, you're going to have a very tough night tonight, aren't you? <laughs> that was fun, though. We, uh, we had fun. We did our job good. And, uh, you know, people would come to see us play and fight. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. You, you say you don't like the game today. And, uh, again, I miss the characters. I miss the rivalries. I miss the anticipation you know last year. I'm interrupt you. you know what you miss? You miss the locker room. You miss the launches. You miss being around the guys, the travel. I mean, yeah, do we miss the game? Totally. Yeah. But the game is different today. The, you know, everything is. It just, you know, I see some of the guys today, you know, I'm good friends with Sid still. And, uh, you know, I feel sorry for these guys. They can't yeah. go out and uh, have a, you know, bottle of wine or a beer or vodka soda or, or whatever. Yeah. And if they're doing it, they're doing it in the back room. Someone's doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's doing this. I don't know if you watched Last Dance, but yeah, we're we're in the era where we did what they did. Now we didn't take it to the point that Dennis Rodman was disappeared during a practice and went I to Las Vegas for a day. Yeah. But yeah. that was the era. That's that's what the Bulls did. That's what all championship teams yeah. did. Like there's no that's fucking that's difference. And and you can play well after having a couple cocktails. Oh my god! Totally. You know what I mean? Like a lot of I could tell you some guys that. Uh, Played. I'm not going to bring any names because yeah. uh, you know them too. And uh, they played better. I, I actually, when I was in the World Cup, I said to the guys, I said, maybe you guys, because I wasn't, you know, drinking the night before a game then. But then I started because I couldn't believe all the superstars were fucking hammered till two o'clock in the morning. And it was just that, that's, and then I said to one guy, I said, don't you think you'd be better if you didn't drink so much? And he goes, you have no idea the pressure I'm under, and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. And I was just like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I actually felt sorry for these guys. Yeah, I remember a story. I think we're talking about the same guy. Um, gets peeled into bed. Yep. Peeled into bed the night before the last game of the year before the playoffs at like 3 in the morning in an afternoon game. Yep. Misses warm-up. Yep. They get him onto the bench. He gets five points that night. Yeah, I in know. Hartford. Yeah. Now there's nothing else to do in Hartford but well, fucking drink. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, Chuck Steakhouse. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. That fucking brass bonanza too. It still plays in my fucking head. What a bad, <laughs> bad, bad song. New Jersey. Everyone talks about Lou Lamorell, and I talked with Jimmy Dowd last week. Talked with him, but those guys uh, seem like a great group of guys. It, it felt like. We always thought you guys were like this nerd team because of Lou Lamorello and how structured and how, God, we thought you guys would be in bed at nine. And then I start talking to Killer, Dave Anderchuk. And I'm like, really? That, that's not the team I thought we were playing. Well, I'll tell you, Lou's a, a good personal friend, great guy, one of the best jams I ever had, him and Serge and Craig. Um, we, Aunt Lou knew what was going on. Um, he put a great team together. Unfortunately, we had come off short against you guys and, you know, Ottawa one time. Just, I really believe 
who you match up well against is you know you played a lot of years. You know, I played 17, you played 15. You know, you, some teams just have your number. And it, and it's like when we're up three to one on you guys, there's no way you guys are beating us. Not with our team. Bruder and that, we're doing up 15 shots a night. We couldn't put the puck on that all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens, but uh, I'll tell you, Lou, Lou is one of the best, too. I mean, but we, Billy Garen, I mean, Billy uh, the, list, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, and no one knew what we did, but because, you know, the cell, phone, cell phones and everything ruined everything. They, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. Billy G, top, top five drunkest I've ever been in my life is with Billy G. Those <laughs> eyes were going sideways, bloodshot, yeah. either which way. Yep. Um, love him. one of the nicest guys, one of the most yep. honest guys, the way that he plays the game, yep. just unbelievable. He is the epitome of old school for like a talented guy that can put the puck in the net. Yep. He can beat the yep. fuck out of you. Yep. And then he's going to have a beer with you after the game. He could do it all. Yep. Yeah. And I don't see any guys like that anymore. Like, well, the, our era was different though, as you know, now, I mean, Christ, I won the cup 27 years ago. Is that hard to believe? It's crazy. And no, Canadian, and no Canadian team has won it since. Yeah. That's pretty sad. That's crazy. That was my yeah. first, first kind of, I just got called up for the playoffs and you guys knocked us out. I, I only played one game yeah. in that playoffs, but watching you guys, I just remember saying, fuck, it's so different. The NHL from where I am. And I was, I was kind of like a, a kid just watching all, I grew up a Montreal Canadiens fan. So you guys knocked us out. I went home and all of a sudden I, I'm, I just got knocked out by Montreal and, I'm sitting watching you guys play LA and I'm, I'm fucking at home cheering for Montreal because it's my, it's my team. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And my uh, friends are going, we're at a bar. I, I'm 19 years old. I'm going to a bar and I'm fucking cheering when you guys are scoring. My guys are looking at me going, what the fuck are you doing? You just played against you. I'm like, it's still yeah. my team, man. Like I don't right. cheer for anyone now because no, now I'm that. at the other side. I just want to see a good hockey game or a good fight once in a while. And, and cheer, I cheer for guys and friends and that are in the business now, whether it's Mark Bergevin in Montreal. I like to see good guys that I like yeah. that do well. That Montreal Canadiens playing in Montreal, how fucking crazy was it? Not, oh. not only playing in Montreal, I, I know the city. I live an hour and a half away. Anytime my wife sleeps like for a long period of time or has the flu, right. I dart to Montreal really quickly. <laughs> how was it playing there and then winning a Stanley Cup there? Oh, unbelievable. No, unbelievable. It's, it's the best place I've ever played. And, uh, you know, you, it's like a religion there. It's uh, everybody's, uh, you're God there. I mean, you can't do nothing wrong. I'm going to say a name, a player, give me like a short blurb, couple words, uh, a sentence on them. Uh, Patrick Waugh. Amazing, unbelievable, phenomenal, great teammate, great leader. You're talking about the last dance. He hated to lose. I mean, I, I remember we won 10 games in a row in overtime, and he said, uh, I give up two tonight, just get me the third one. And But our team, Matthew, I've never played on a team. There in Jersey, I've never seen so much togetherness closeness i mean when we went out there was 18 guys that went out yeah i mean there wasn't uh five or six yeah and uh, i i remember coming into pittsburgh in preseason even and uh 
and two game two game road trip and uh we'd get it in the afternoon because we played the next afternoon and we go to froggies and everyone says we're going to ruth chris or morton's or wherever yeah everyone said screw it i mean we see we're having the stories that come out and the bonding that comes together and yeah. it reminds you played on those teams that you, you won a Stanley Cup. Obviously, that's something that you're always going to have. You're always going to have that bond that I, that I didn't have. I never won. But it reminds me of my teams in Buffalo. We would go out for happy hour, yeah. and happy hour is 13 hours. Yeah. Well, oh. they, they called it the OD lunch when I went out because uh, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, well, there was no lunch, and then all of a sudden there was uh, – Maybe dinner if you're lucky or yeah. something, and then it was breakfast. The, the 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 difference was, you showed up, yeah, ready to fucking work the next morning, yeah. or the guy that you were drinking with was gonna fucking give it to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. I remember uh, coming home with Chris Shaw. It was at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, and be sleeping in the other room, and uh, He'd get up and say, Odie, let's go to the rink. And I said, the rink? It's only like 7.30. We just got to bed, you know. And uh, he'd put the bike in the sauna and ride it and work out. And, uh, I mean, he was the best-shaped guy I ever played with and did it all the time and, and partied hard, played hard. And uh, what a winner he is. Yeah, I went out with him one night in Chicago. I want to say it was right in the prime of the last dance in the Bulls. Yeah. Rodman showed up. Uh, George, the handler for MJ, showed up, and I ended up shitting myself right in the front of the Drake. <laughs> and thankfully, uh, I had shit dripping down the back of my leg, Ooh. no pants on, right at the – that's the Drake Hotel. It's not the fucking yeah. Holiday Inn. Like, right. presidents, prime ministers are staying there. I got shit dripping down the back of my leg asking <laughs> for my room key. I just oh. heard Rob Ray and Brad May and Jay McKee going, um, he has no fucking pants on. And he has shit dripping down the back. He's like, can you just give him his key? <laughs> but you came, you, came, you came to work the next day. But that, that doesn't happen anymore, I can tell you that. God, can you imagine now? Oh, I know can a couple you imagine? guys that you probably heard stories, but I'm not going to say it because they're too good of friends. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, we don't, we don't want to blow any the, – the only guys I care about taking down are guys that I didn't like. And there's – Probably in 700 guys that I played with, you know, I played on seven teams and you time like different years. I played with a lot of different guys, probably only four or five guys that I didn't like. And I really didn't even hate them. I just didn't like, I remember we're on a bus in Tampa Bay and listen, I love my girlfriend. Yeah. I love my girlfriend. Are there some things when guys are going out, do I want them coming home? I'm like, sometimes when you're on the road, the, the rules are everything that happens on the road. It's like Vegas. It stays on the road. Yep. I remember one day I, I come home and, and I got a guy that's a new guy that came up. His wife was pregnant. He's like, you guys were out till three in the morning. You told me you were in bed at 1030. Yep. So I get on the bus and I'm like, John Tortorella, get off the fucking bus. GM, get off the bus. I stand up. And I'm like, if anyone fucking tells their wives anything, that's, that's between you, but, when we go out as a team, we stay as a team. Yep, yep. I get to the rink, and my wife at the time goes, I heard you held a meeting saying, no, don't tell your wives anything. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Time yep. for me to get out of the National Hockey League. Uh, have you had any guys, and I don't want you to mention any names, but is there any guys that 
just yeah. weren't those guys that really weren't a part of that team? Yeah. Um, Spurs of Art come in the room one time and said, we have a rat in the room. And he kicked uh, the coaches out and trainers and just the players. And uh, he said, Odie, I think you'll take care of this. And I said, yes. Yeah. So I, I'll leave it at that because you'll probably figure it out and everyone else is going to listen to this will know who it is. But, uh, yeah, and I don't think he ever played again. Good. Fuck him. Yep. yep. Fuck him. You <clears throat> were an assistant captain, and, and the role that you played, I mean, you, you're a guy that scored in junior. You played in the Western Hockey League. Yep. You come to the National Hockey League. Obviously, expectations are different, and you have to play a certain role to have – the success that, that you had to play. First of all, when did you know that you were going to have to play a certain role to last 17 years in the National Hockey League? Because Billy Guerin says it. I, I interviewed him this year at the Hockey Hall of Fame. And he goes, you know what, Matthew? He goes, every kid that's drafted or any prospect that I talk to in Minnesota now, say, say they'll do anything. Yeah. He goes, I did anything to stay in the National Hockey League. Yep. I know you did everything. I scored 111 points in junior. Yep. But I knew I couldn't do that when I saw Pat Lafontaine and Dale Howardchuck and Alexander McGillney, a little different level, skill level. But he yeah. goes, every kid says they will do anything. Not everyone will really do anything to do yeah. it. When did you know and that you knew that what you had to do to stay in the National Hockey League? I had a coach in junior that had uh, Dave Brown and uh, – Joey Kosher, and uh, he took me aside and he says, you're not good enough with your skill level. I mean, I had like 59 points in junior and stuff, but, uh, you know, I, I wasn't going to make it, but I could fight, and uh, I started fighting, and and uh, I was ready in the first round, and I went in the seventh. I got knocked out by Kenny Baumgartner for for a while, but I changed out in Toronto and got <laughs> in the NHL. But um, I got called up. I knew I had to fight in the minors. I didn't stay there very long. And Pat Burns, uh, I remember uh, he grabbed my stick one day in practice, and he says, uh, my stick was too short. He goes, what do you think you're here to score goals? Well, I said, no. And he threw it in the stands in the forum. Of course, I only had one stick, you know, in so 1990 <laughs> or whatever it was. And uh, – you know, I skill all my lost all my edges, got my stick, and, and then I was going out with Chelios and Cor all the guys went out. You know, we were at Shaper A Strip Club, and Burnsy was in there, and uh, Chris Allen was still on the team by the still then, and uh, Burnsy goes, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" I said, "What do you mean? Some beers, boys?" He goes, "Get the fuck out of here." So all right, I I left of course, and I got in the rink the next day and. I get sent down. So I drive all the way down to Sherbrooke, which is only a couple hours, an hour and a half, yeah. whatever it was. And, and then uh, I get called uh, Blanger, a trainer there. He said, uh, you gotta, you got to go back uh, to Montreal. And I said, I just got sent down. It's just weird. I get back, I take my equipment back to the forum, and Bernie goes, hey, kid, you get the fucking picture? I said, yeah, I do very much. But I, I didn't find out until later because recallable waivers, Detroit picked me up. So I uh, wow. only had a short time. So I didn't know that. Bob Strum told me that, actually. Okay. I don't know if you know Bob Strum. 
but uh, yeah, they picked me up and then Montreal either had to lose me or keep me. So that's, and then Bernsey was great. He gave me a chance, but I was only there to fight. And then Jacques Demers come in and uh, you know, it's, you, you need a break. Everyone needs, there's two curves that come here. If yeah. not that the right time, we'll pass you by. And, and I was lucky, but I could, I could play too. Like you could play too, but I, I got put in a situation. Basically, I, if I failed, it was my own fault. So, I mean, I remember going to New Jersey too and playing with Scott Stevens, the first pair and uh, first penalty kill and first power play with Niedemeyer. Well, I was playing more minutes that year than Scott Niedemeyer and Scott Stevens. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I was just like, then I ended up signing a big deal in uh, Columbus for 10 million bucks and became captain. I mean, you know, you know, the game works, you know, the system works. Someone believes in you and loves you and, I mean, everywhere I wore, everywhere I went, I wore a letter. But but you 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 make your own luck. Like yeah, yep. first rounders have to always prove right that they can't play. Right. Everyone else, you have to prove that you can play. Yeah. You're such again. You're you're not Scott Niedermeyer where you're gonna just dance up the ice, right? You're not yeah. Nick Lidstrom. No. To wear a letter everywhere you fucking went. Yep. And then be a captain of a National Hockey League team. Yeah. It, it talks to the leadership. When you, when you think of leaders that you played with, and you've talked about Keith Carbonell and Mike Keane, you talk about, and for the kids listening, because the, there's parents of, of hockey players and junior kids, prospects that I'm going to interview in the coming weeks as yeah. the draft hopefully comes back to with some normalcy soon. When All you right. talk about leaders, who are some guys that you look to and you're like, fuck, that's a leader. Like I look at Joe Sackick and Mark Messier that I played with. Yeah. Un unbelievable. Pat LaFontaine. Yeah. I, I was kind of the goofy guy in the room to kind of yeah. keep like people light, but talk about your style of leadership, guys you learn from, and just for those kids out there, what you think leadership really is. I, I think when I made the World Cup team playing with like um, Gretz, Mess, um, even Coffee, you know, Lindros was there too. Great guy. I love him. Sackick was there. Um, Chris Chelios, Carbono. You know, you look at Mike Keane, never drafted. Captain of the Montreal Canadiens. You know, the trade should never happened. It did. Never, never recovered from it. Um, all those guys, as you know, the list goes on and on and on. I, uh, all my caps, Scott Steve, all my captains are great. Carbono, like all, all my captains, I can't say, but I think watching Gretz, you had mess too. I mean, I remember like at the end of the World Cup, our checks were like for six weeks, 26,000 something clear. And Gretz just bring the checks down and sign them. And he gave them all to the trainers. I thought, wow, how there's 28, 28 guys of us, you know? Awesome. And yeah, I thought, wow, was that a class, class move? You know, Dougie Gilmore, for instance, there, there is one of the best I've ever seen. In He's my coming life. on next week. Love oh, killer. Great. Good. I'll tell you, I, I, Dougie and I talk all the time. And, you know, Anna Chuck, too. I mean, we had so many leaders all the time, and we didn't have winning teams and stuff. Why we didn't win in Jersey that time, I, you guys beat us. There's no way we should have lost, cause, you know, talent-wise. But, yep. you know, it happens. It happens. Like, if they're talking about the playoffs this year, coming back 24 teams, well, look at the Rangers. They get in. Who wants to play the Rangers? I mean, if, if I'm a first seed, I don't want to play the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, they could ups you know, and best of the three. I mean, I, w I wouldn't want to play them. Can you believe there's they're they're looking at two city hubs? 
Yeah. One in maybe fucking Edmonton or Ottawa or Columbus. Yeah. One, 12 teams get to go to Vegas. Oh. Oof. Well, hopefully it opens. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take the Eastern Conference for 500, please. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'll be fucking dry, drive, driving across the border um, for sure. You, you, you played for Ken Hitchcock, right? No, I did not. Oh, you weren't Ken. Who was the coach in Columbus? Um, I had uh, Dave King. Oh, Dave. Wow. Uh, I played in Dallas, I had uh, Tippett. Dave Tippett? Played, oh, yeah. no. Was it Dave? Dave Tippett, yeah. Mark Lamb and uh, Wilson were the assistant coaches, yeah. Yeah, Lammer likes to get after it a little bit, too. Lammer can go pound for pound, maybe the best I've seen. Fuck, yeah. he was my assistant coach in Dallas. Fuck, did I love him. <laughs> he was mine, too. He, I played with my teammate in Montreal, too. So. Dave, Dave Tippett, my last year, was my last year of playing in the league, so I was in and out of the lineup and helping with the young guys. And the thing I love about him and I respect him, he knew guys and he was very hard, very, very yeah. tough, but he used Fair. to always tell me, he goes, okay, we're in Washington. You're not playing tomorrow night, kid. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, just give me the wink, like green light, go, <laughs> go a batter and get at the black aces, get the boys skate and get the young yeah. kids going tomorrow. I'd, I'd come in just fucking shag, just to rip these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Just, just beady. Um, talk about, Guys like Shane Corson and Chris Chelios, oh. uh, just those kind of guys yeah. and just yeah. characters. Chelly was a different, uh, you know. You want to talk about like the last dance? That's that's Chelly. Course was a, a leader. You know, it's like you should have won a cup. I mean, there's certain guys that should have like Ray Bork had to go to Colorado to win a cup. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough to win a cup. I mean, it I've is. Dance a couple times and. When I won at 24 years old, it was the 24th Stanley Cup. When I was 24, I'm thinking, because in 89, I was one of the Black Aces. I thought I'd, I'd be here every other year. Good luck in that. I mean. I always say you have to, everyone always says, do you regret not, regret not winning the Stanley Cup? I'm like, no, I, I tried no. my fucking ass off. I tried. I wasn't in the right place, right time. I truly only believe I played on one team that had a chance. That was Colorado. The other ones, I was like, there's a difference when you expect and you've played on teams, obviously in Montreal, you expect to go into the game and win. And yep. there's other teams you just, you hope to win. And I'm sure that's the way it was in Columbus right. when you went there. And that's yep. why they brought you in and paid you that money. $10 yep. million back then was a fucking shitload yep. of money. Yep. But yep. they're bringing you in to get that mentality into that room. But you have to have the talent yep. and the character to expect to win because there's a big difference in expecting to win and hoping to win. Exactly. You're absolutely right. He even brought Ron Tugnan in and was, you know, I, I, I love Ronnie Tugnan. He wasn't, he wasn't a starter, but no. I mean, what a great backup, but uh, you know, he paid him a lot of money too, but you know, we only missed the playoffs that year by six points. I mean, we were right there. So, but we just didn't have the, you know, we beat Detroit every time that year for some reason. I don't know why man win the cup. <laughs> we, we we had that little super nerd i love ron tugnut lives in ottawa uh, kid's yep. a good player plays in ncaa we had him in he he made that money because of his time in pittsburgh he came in he was fucking awesome yeah. i mean we, he was awesome for us we traded for him uh, when we played boston because he uh playing quebec boston had like 73 shots on net that night yeah and, uh, i mean but when patrick got hurt and blah 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 and Tuggy didn't uh, stop 73 shots. 
<laughs> best city on the road besides Montreal, what is it? Oof. Chicago. Chicago? Chicago's Dallas. pretty damn good. Yeah. But the, Arizona's not bad. I mean, there's... Everywhere. Was, everywhere, yeah. Except, everywhere. Except for, I always except, say, every everywhere there's a bar, yeah. I'm going to have a great time. I can exactly. be fucking ha- stuck in Hartford on a Tuesday. You yeah. give me my teammates and that bar's open. Oh, that's all you need. I'm good. Yep. I'm yeah, good. I agree. I agree. And, and when I was 19 through 23, before I got married, hey, a three on the road's a 10 at home any day of the week. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree totally. Any that's day of the good. week. Um, I absolutely love you. Uh, I know we haven't spent a lot of time together. I'm so happy you're doing well. You look great. I'm glad your family's great. Um, I appreciate you coming on, sharing stories with me. The the person, they always say that the opposites sometimes attract. Well, we're not the opposite. We're exactly (laughs) alike. And uh, one thing I'm going to say about you, and I heard this all the way through the years, you are so loved in the game of hockey from – your teammates. And I'm always, I always say, you want to know about someone, don't ask a guy that played against them or whatever. You got my respect from the way that you played and who you were, but all your teammates and all the guys that I absolutely fucking love in this game and the Billy G's and the Dave Andershucks, the Shane Corsons of the world, the Chellies, your name always comes up as, as the teammate, the guy that they love and everyone's just so happy you're doing well. Your family. I can't wait to get to Pittsburgh. I want to. I want to go out and tee it up with you. Yeah. Couldn't beat you in fucking hockey, but I will beat you in fucking golf. And I picked a bad day to wear pink fucking pants with Lyle Odeline, but I just came off playing thirty six. So for you, I can't wait to meet you. I want to buy you beer, see your family. God bless you. Love you, man. Bring your your girlfriend in. Uh, Not Brandon. I have a really big house, and uh, we can have some fun and go for dinner and do whatever you want to do. So. I appreciate I everything, and I'll tell you what, I've heard nothing but great things about you, too. I Cheers. appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Lyle, you're the man. Stanley right. Cup champion and over 1,000 games, 2,000 penalty minutes, but more importantly, over a billion served in beers alone. I can promise <laughs> you that. I'm only 10,000 behind, and I will catch them. I'm a few years younger. Lyle Odeline, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. I hey, love you.